Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, welcome to another episode of Faith Marketplace, where we inspire, equip, and encourage Christians in the marketplace to walk out their faith and how to do that. And boy, I've got a great guest today. Uh, we met many years ago, and actually I had her, his wife on the show and interviewed her. And uh, so some years have passed, and we reconnected. So I am really thrilled to introduce you to Gary Loop. He is the president of the Loop Group uh, in uh, up in West Bend, Wisconsin. So welcome, Gary. Thank you, Bob. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been many years. We're looking glad we reconnected. and looking forward to chatting today. Yeah, this is going to really be great, especially, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, there's going to be a few surprises in this uh, in this podcast, so, you know, listen up. But uh, first off, hey, Gary, you shared with me um, a ver- Bible verse that is really has an impact, and why don't you share that with the audience, and why is that important? You, you? bet, uh, Bob. It's uh, Galatians 6, 9, which is, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Um, why that speaks to me is that um, I have many ungiftings, many things that I don't do well, but uh, the love of people and trying to just do the right thing. Um, thank you. I have that gift. Okay. And so uh, for me, you know, it's, it's, particularly in today's world after the pandemic and, you know, so much political stuff, it's, it's kind of a, a difficult world out there that it can be frustrating. And so it's a very encouraging word because if we keep doing good, keep doing good, keep doing well, we don't always see the fruit right away. But it's the tenacity that if we just keep on doing the right thing, as it's first suggests, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest and we do not give up. Yeah, and I got a, a sneaking suspicion you've seen a lot of that reaping of the harvest. So, <laughs> And we're going to get yeah. into that here a little bit. But uh, before I do, why don't you share with the audience uh, kind of the takeaways that you're going to try that they can listen for today out of our, out of our time together? Yeah, and I'm going to preface by saying, Bob, that 20, gosh, 27 years ago I was – you know, involved in another career, and I wasn't really much in the word or anything. So this is not speaking from a 53-year-old long journey, but it's been just a really a long walk with the Lord. He's very patient. And I preface by saying that because it's spending time in the Bible, spending time in prayer, and spending time with the Lord is an essential component in all the things that we do. And again, 27 years ago, I wasn't reading a, a word of the Bible. I wasn't doing any of these things. So it's not me preaching. It's preaching to me. But to see the peace that has come through that, so I think that's one key element. Um, and then when it comes to really kind of business, it's people can do the right thing in business and be successful. I think oftentimes, right. you know, there's a thought of, well, if I just if I just tell the truth, if I just do the right thing, it's going to cost me. There's been so many times, even the clients I work with, they've seen the result of just doing the right thing, and, and it's bare a lot of fruit. And then finally, it's people can trust, uh, can treat people and employees very well and see some incredible fruit. Uh, we know there's different kind of leaders, people that take a more firm approach to soft approach. I like that middle approach where they're still have the authority, but they also have that ability to love. And if we can love our people and employees, it's really model, modeling Jesus. And if people are really yep. receptive to that, they know it's genuine and it can just do some incredible things. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot being said out there today with culture and getting into purpose and a lot of other things. And uh, matter of fact, there's some pretty big studies. There's some uh, little known fact, uh, at least and I'm going to share it again with the audience because I'm I'm really kind of evangelizing this now. There is a lot of what they call employee resource groups in major tech companies that have a, and growing uh, Christian groups. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's really, um, I'm filled with a lot of yeah. hope, Gary. <laughs> you know what I'm hearing that and seeing that. I've interviewed major executives of major tech companies now. Uh, I see this movement that's happening, and a lot of people don't know about it. You know, so it's kind of a quiet thing that's going on out there. But the other thing they're finding is they're doing a lot of research into this that when they find people break, are able to bring them whole selves, you know, whether they're a person of faith or you know LBGQ or something else, when they can bring their whole selves, uh, it's what they're finding is they're much more productive, they're happy at work, they enjoy going to work and doing all kinds of things. So, I mean, my gosh, it makes sense. Right? Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's powerful. It's absolutely powerful when you see people put in the right fishbowl. They, a lot of times they're putting the wrong fishbowl and there's just some toxins. When you put them in a fishbowl where there's plenty of oxygen and things to do, you'll find that they, they just thrive and it's, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's dive in here a little bit that uh, about your business. The Loop Group, obviously, that's pretty cool. You were, I love that name. You know, when I, when I heard it years ago and I thought, this yeah. makes a lot of sense. The guy's name is Gary Loop. So why not call it the Loop Group? But uh, it's not like a place to somebody's name yeah. a little bit you know, in some sense, right? You right. can call it the loop group. But, you know, anybody could be a loop group. But uh, why don't you share with the audience, what exactly is the loop group? What is the product or service that you provide and who do you provide it to? Uh, I am a business consultant, strategist, advisor, and coach. I wear many hats. Um, really, I can enter any kind of business or department with a little foreknowledge and really understand every aspect of it. Really in this business, I, the only thing I don't touch is sales. The rest from understanding the okay. technology to the people, to the culture, to hiring. Uh, my degrees are in finance and HR and marketing, but much of my corporate work was done in operations. So it's really looking at things from a uh-huh. whole, and it's exciting. And I think, again, this, this conversation, Bob's going to probably talk a lot about people. It's really coming in and getting to know people. And once you get to know them, because they start sharing some things, and then we can really start getting to work and really get into the root of the problem and solving problems. So it's an exciting world that I'm in. Yeah, you know, and, and that's exciting because you're coming in from the outside in. You can see things a lot yeah. clearer oftentimes than the people that are in the forest, yep. right? And so uh, that, that's a gift, by the way, too, because your background really looks across the whole span of the company. And what I love what you said before, the people thing. You know, you got the right people on the bus, you know, and all that. Uh, I have a curiosity question for you that when you go in, do you find oftentimes people are in the wrong seat, you know, on the bus? Generally speaking, I think they're close. They may be in the the right row with the wrong seat, uh, but in some cases they're definitely in the wrong seat where you may have an introvert in an extrovert role or an extrovert in an introvert role um, or really something that's outside of their scope where their degree says they might have picked a degree that they were pretty skilled at, but once you get to know them and talk with them and just see the work that they do, it's oftentimes you look and say, okay, you know what, you've been in marketing, but you've got you're really great at, at this aspect of it. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so um, speaking of that, let's give the audience a, a little bit more of a perspective of who's the ideal client? What kind of clients do you work with, size or industry or anything like that? You know, really size, not too much. It's really, for me, it's an organization that's looking for an individual who build trust, you know, strong trust at all levels of the organization, have that confidentiality with the business, gain a clear understanding of the organization mm-hmm. from A to Z, understand strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, uh, creating a roadmap to achieve goals that they've always looked to achieve, provide a plan of execution, corporate ways to reward great results, but holding people accountable. Yeah. Um, so it's just really neat. It's just, it's, it, that's really, this. So it's really, I think it's other times someone who says, you know what, I really just need some help. 
which may take a while for some of them once they do, once they raise their hand, that's half the battle. Yeah. So, but is it mainly small mid-market company? Or do you work oh, man, yeah, actually companies? 500 or less. I haven't worked with larger companies, but 500 employees or less is, is just right with my wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, you can get much more intimate with the yes, leadership. Exactly. <laughs> and those are the guys signing yep. your check, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and the ones that are feeling the pain, the ones that will absolutely see, you know, the pro, you know, the, what you're bringing yep. to the party. Absolutely. Right? Um, I, I, another kind of a, a curiosity question. How generally speaking, because you've been doing this how Ten long years. now with your business? Yep. 10 years. So um, that will harken back to a little bit uh, as far as your background. What did, made you decide to do this 10 years ago? Yeah, it's a great question, Bob. So 16 years ago, I was at a large utility, and uh, they, they were struggling from, a, you know, when they looked at benchmarking from around the country, they were at the low end of it. And we were doing some really great things in the department that I was in. I had a great leadership team there. And so basically, I was kind of pulled aside and said, hey, can you go to other parts of the company that are having similar problems that we were having in the past? And uh, so literally, I was basically kind of dropped in in a parachute behind enemy lines. I didn't know anyone. And uh, <laughs> you know, I looked at me to just kind of come in. So um, and, and I give glory to God. I'm not just being nice to God. It just was spending a lot of time in prayer because the fact that within two years, we turned around a lot of things, began to, to set records. Um, and again, this wasn't just me. Wow. It was there's people across the board where the company became one of the best in the country. And again, I only played a very small okay. role in it because I, I had bigger departments, don't get me wrong, but the work we did within the departments that I had, it was just so neat to see the turnaround. But again, it began with building trust with people because when I'd come in, they'd say, hey, we've heard this story before. There's going to be change and it wouldn't happen. But when you can explain change, what it's going to look like and actually follow through, they bought into it. So I spent 14 years at a, at a large utility, then two years at the city of Milwaukee. I served in the cabinet, reported to the mayor, not politically the call center director there and we solved a lot of big problems there so i went on my own 10 years ago and it's been just um, going to businesses of all shapes and sizes and types implementing that same template of work did was there a particular thing that that uh an event or something that decided hey i'm tired of working for somebody else i want to work for myself or was this a god prompting i think it was i think it was a little both it's just i think god was guiding me throughout the entire time and when the time came to start this, the timing was right. And I dove in, okay. freaked out. I mean, honestly, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. And uh, it's just, it's been so organic. I'm a planner by nature, but God's hand in this thing has just been incredible to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another curiosity, uh, you know, question from the standpoint of, you know, what I do, obviously sales and there's, yeah. you know, so I'm always curious, how do you get business? How, how, how do you, people know about you? How do you get uh, Thankfully, good news is traveling fast. That's been good. A lot of referrals, <laughs> and I, I'm so grateful for that. I do try to plug into, you know, business referral groups and such because I want to be wise. I mean, thankfully, I'm really stocked full with clients now. My pipeline's full. But we know the economy okay. could drop tomorrow. We don't, and so, again, just because I do like people, if I go to a networking event, I'll do that. So I try, try to get out to different places uh, to, to find but no, okay. thankfully referrals are people say I've worked with this guy before. You can trust him. He's confidential. He's trustworthy. It's 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 the it's really the coolest thing. Uh, I I'm just curious. The other thing too, especially with the economy and what's going on right now, is that you can you contribute a little bit of that happening right now where people are trying to figure things out. You know that business might be down or they they're not sure of what's going on and bringing somebody like you can. 
kind of right the ship or give some stabilization to it or point out some things maybe that need improvement? Yeah, anecdotally, just where the economy is right now, I am hearing other businesses, just people in general circles saying these are slowing down. But I've already been in, you know, not that I want a recession. It's not good for anyone. Um, they've been talking all the way back to 2020, and it's going to be 2020, and then it's going to be 2021, and now right. I'm even here in 2024. So it seems like it keeps keeps getting pushed off. But I'm always talking with clients of the what if question: What if you know things drop off 30 percent? How can we not drop off 30 percent? Maybe 10 percent? How can we lower that drop off or at least remain even? And then if there's a bit of a drop, what does it look like? So that it's not more of a reaction; it's more of a proactive approach than a reactive approach. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I love this conversation. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. So, you know, there's a lot of consultants out there, Gary. I've known a lot. I have a lot of them in my circle and all that stuff. So what makes you unique? It's a great question. I think for me, it is a genuine love for people. Uh, it sounds great. But so I've got all, I've got all the corporate, I could, I could run, you know, by the grace of God, all the corporate stuff I've done and turn around and get into it. So I, so I've got all the, all the, I guess I've got my merit badge in that, but I think the real, the real different differentiator is just that strong confidentiality, trust the people. Um, and I think for me, with every client I work with, and it's so sincere, I, I put them and their family first, their business second, and I don't worry about me. And so it is really just, but I think when I they, when I tell them that, I think at first they're thinking, that sounds really nice, Gary. But over time they realize it, is that I will talk to them at any hour. I, I always say, please don't treat me like, you know, maybe like an attorney who's paid by the by the hour or even less than that. I said, call me whenever, however, don't wait till it hurts or if you want to celebrate. So I think just being available as much as okay. I can. Yeah. Um, and then be my last and then those genuine relationships of going deep. I mean, that's been, I think, a big yeah. part of it. Um, how long is an average engagement for you? Depends. Um, I can go on for probably six months. Some I've had for okay. years. Um, entrepreneurs for years or, or for business. Really, it's until the job is okay. done. Um, and in many cases, they like to still keep me around for keeping things going or even if they're going to go into future ventures or if things are growing so fast, then we stay on Yeah, that that's great. So you work with startups to ongoing companies and, and all that. So you you got a range of different kind of companies that you've been and the big fortunes and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say real quickly, you know, it's funny, my wife, I'll come home and saying, I have this new prospective client. I have no idea about this. She's like, you say that every time. And so it's just funny. It's true. And I think this coming in with a humble heart of not assuming I know yeah. everything, but I do kind of come in with more of like a, I don't assume I know anything. Well, you know, it's like, you know, like uh, Lord admonishes us to do, right? Have the mind of a child, you know, so being yeah, curious. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I, as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation at lunch today with a guy that's looking at business development sales. He's in a uh, not-for-profit, a uh, um, um, European mission thing that he's doing. So he's really starting to investigate mm -hmm. and looking at opportunities, maybe for not-for-profit others. 
and he, he was kind of picking my brain. He said, what makes a good salesperson? I said, number one in my mind is curiosity. They got to be curious yeah. and, and humble, yep. you know, uh, those are, I think, two of the big things for any kind of a sales, anybody marketing, because they come out of marketing and sales. So, you know, being curious and understand and having the perspective of wanting to know more, like you jumping into something, you know, and building the parachute on the way down, you know, kind of thing, you know, yes. <laughs> that's kind of the euphemism yeah. for, especially the entrepreneurial side of me, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, after 16 years of building the parachute, yeah. I'm thankful to feel as comfortable as I can. Do people know one. you're a Christian, Gary, in, in, in your work? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Share absolutely. with me how you manifest that with, with clients. Uh, what's really nice is I will let clients know, I'll just say, hey, listen, I'm very strong in my faith. And by doing so, I can just, so kind of putting okay. it out there. But then I'll, when, I, when, I, when I talk to them, I want, I'll ask them, you know, Based on my background, I could share the whole thing, my story, the work I do with the faith aspect or without the faith aspect. And generally to a person, they'll tell me where they land. And so really I immediately know who is or who's uh-huh. not a follower. And it gives me an opportunity to kind of know where they're at, number one. And if someone is a follower, then we can pray together so we can incorporate that in the engagement. If not, then certainly not at first. But if I can just love them like Jesus yep. all the time, Regardless of where they are, whether they're ultra atheist, ultra ultra yeah. Christian, inherently there's got to be this thought of like, well, there's something about this person. Again, it's not me; it's God. There's something about this person who loves me like Jesus yeah. that allows them to think to, to break down some of those barriers for those without the faith, or embolden those more who are in yeah. the faith. You know, and, and right now we need that. You know, um, as Billy Graham said, you know the. The next revival is going to be in the marketplace, not in the four walls of churches. And I think through this yeah. pandemic, we're seeing that. And of course, as you know, I'm involved with uh, G7 networking and, and it really helping lift yeah. up uh, Christian businesses to help each other, number one, and then go out and be salt and light in the marketplace. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in tune Absolutely. with that. And that's great. Good for you. You know, uh, when I ask that question, some people are kind of iffy about it. They kind of hide the light under the basket. You know, they don't want that could hurt their business mm-hmm. and all this and that. And I love the way you framed it out because you're giving them options and it's their choice, right, uh, as to how you right. can interface with them. Have you, uh, in this journey of 10 years, have you seen much movement or people come to faith or strengthen their faith through uh, through the work you've done with them? Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, I think it's definitely emboldened folks or even folks with questions or th- maybe they had some experiences that weren't very favorable. Yeah, I think, I think it's more okay. than, you know, praise God. And it's been really neat just to, even to spray with some folks where they've, you know, again, just had some breakthrough for something that they may have stumbled with for years or people didn't know about. It's one of the, one of the, the sweetest things, Bob, when someone says to you, I've never told anyone this, but, and they'll share something. And if we can, I can certainly pray in my own time or talk through it or walk yeah. together. Um, my joy, my joy in this business is, you know, you know, is at the end of the, the, end of the day, end of my life, I don't think I'm going to look back at how many yachts or boats or airplanes I have. It's more of how many lives changed. And it's absolute joy to see folks who either very healthy or folks that are damaged uh, move the needle with them. There's no greater gift than that, buddy. I got to tell you, being an ambassador for Christ is, uh, you know, that's that's a calling. That's what we're here for. And we have a pretty big stage, you know, Gary, uh, in the marketplace. So, And there's a lot of broken folks out there, a lot of people that are looking and seeking, especially younger people. 
you know, and being that salt and light, right. not proselytizing, beating them over the head or any of that kind of stuff. It's really about the walk. And that's what I get from you is you're walking it out, you know, and people are attracted to that because to your point, living in integrity, showing that you're a person that they can trust, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, that's not spoken stuff. That's stuff. That's action, you know. And uh, I think it was uh, St. George, a woman said, you know, go out and spread the faith. Use words if necessary. <laughs> right. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So it's exactly. Uh, it's what a joy that is. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm curious about also, um, from your perspective, uh, what do you see trending out there in the market in the field today that has um, has made you successful and how, you know, you're seeing things? Because our world is changing quite a bit, so. What are you seeing trending out there, things that uh, you're recognizing as where you can bring your talent to and all that stuff? Um, for me, it's just, uh, you know, there's just a lot of angst out there. Um, and I think oftentimes it's not um, it's not at the forefront of someone's mind that there's fear, anger, sadness, all these, all these hosts of emotions. And so... Um, we're really navigating a different world right, right now. Uh, you know, before you know, again, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a lot of FAA, FAA stats in front of me, but the number of airplane fights I think is up nine thousand percent. I mean, how weird that you can't even get an airplane without someone trying to beat someone down. So it's just, I mean, that it's it's palpable. Um, relationships are more fragile than ever. Uh, people's, you know, I think fear awareness is higher yeah. than ever. And again, I, th I think that just gives us a great opportunity um, because our faith teaches peace. Our, our faith teaches calm. Our, our faith, um, I think of, of, of Philippians uh, 4, 7, a peace that transcends all yep. understanding. Because um, again, if I walk in and I'm freaked out, whether in life or my clients or church, you know, that doesn't look like a lot of peace yeah. and hope. Uh, but if I, in regardless of the situation, walk in, um, with a with a demeanor of peace and tranquility, which transcends transcends understanding, speaks volumes. Is there any other uh, anything else that you're seeing that you might want to share with the audience as far as um, um, you know trends or things that you're seeing starting? To, I, I know one of the things. Let me let me just throw this out there. I know one of the things yeah. that's uh, a big topic right now and is of a lot of concern for some people in certain businesses is AI. So are you running across much sure. of that with people? A bit. I've, I've, I'm generally on the side where I'm learning more about it, and I leave, and I'm so excited, and I'm so freaked out. I've never had two <laughs> sides of my emotion because how powerful and great right. it can be, but in the wrong hands, how dangerous. <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah, so I think we're <laughs> yes, exactly. So not as much, but certainly, you know, I, I work with some teams with on the technology side, understanding what their technology right. is, and and finding ways to, to leverage that too. So we're definitely I'm seeing more and more of it, and, I, and I'm learning more because I know it's becoming a huge part of the yeah. I know the journal had two full pages two Saturdays ago on it, and uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty much the alarm bell warning. You know, if we don't get some rails on this thing both governmentally and some other things you know because as much as it could be used to really be very pro a productivity tool and a lot of other things you know that that obviously it can do or in the future can do um it also is very concerning to people as to what you know in the wrong hands what it can do you know um so 
Well, you're right. I think it's so indicative because you know, when you see senior leaders of like a Google or whoever it may be that have been pioneers in AI saying, I'm afraid, <laughs> that's definitely a challenge. And the person that's created the monster saying, boy, what did I create? Yeah. I think those are some pretty big signs that there's this thing's real and it's coming and we have to be really cautious. Yeah, it was interesting. Around. I watched the podcast me- with uh, Elon Musk and I didn't really, I haven't paid much attention to that whole thing, but um, that was really the tipping point for him with um, Bryn over at Google, how they their friendship mm-hmm. split yep. because he, yep. this guy basically said that technology is going to be God. You know, and Elon, yeah. you know, yep. and he's he swung the other way. So I, I just thought I'd pick at that a little bit because I know that's something on yeah, people's yeah. Uh, radar. I know business owners and people that are very concerned where this is going and how much it's going to impact their business. So to your point, when you're saying yeah. what ifs out here, you know, two years, five years, whatever it might be, what's that going to look like? How are we going to be to harness this thing? How can we use it and then not abuse it, you know, at the same time? Uh, especially with Absolutely. things. So I won't get too deep in that. I'm not a, I'm not a deep student of it, but I'm paying a lot of attention to it, you know, because it is going to have yeah. an effect on a lot of people. And this one particularly talked about uh, software engineers, how right now mm. uh, chat GPT actually can write out, um, you know, software instructions uh, given the right people. And they were basically yes. saying the people can get a handle on that and be people that can speak to it and actually do it are the, the people are going to have a future, you know? Right. <laughs> so right. Um, also people that are going to be capable of putting some security around it and making sure stuff is real. I think that's the biggest concern that a lot of us have is what's real and what isn't anymore, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And, and then ideally in 10 years, we're still doing this and we're, we're both not bots or being having our job, our job taken by bots. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I think a good lawyer's got something. Hopefully he's going to have some other things for us there. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships of like mind and spirit? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where relationship comes before referral. Experience networking with God at the center via monthly meetings that invite interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Now with over 40 chapters in 8 states and growing, we have multiple Chicagoland chapters including new locations forming here and around the U.S. Visit www.g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 Networking is always looking for well-connected leaders of integrity and purpose looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via our website at www.g7networking.com. G7 Networking with Purpose, where God is at the center of networking. What's your, you know, this is a great one because uh, Olivia came up with this one. And I thought it was terrific. What's your favorite productivity hack? <laughs> you know, uh, for me, it's uh, oftentimes I think there's a desire by many entrepreneurs or business leaders to want to do a thousand things at once. Right. <laughs> and uh, for me, I'm a huge proponent of depth, not width. Mm-hmm. And so that it's always about how can we go deep in those areas where you're strong. And then I'd even add an extra component is, is that then plan it out. Because, again, when I come into some organizations, they, they, they actually have, like, so many things they want to do. And I'm like, hold on. And we can just go in very quickly and begin to start prioritizing, saying yep. the most important ones, and then itemize them. And then from there, say, okay, let's do, let's do task one, two, and three over a three-month period. Who's doing what and by when? And really starts to put some structure behind it so they can be successful in attacking all these things in the end, have a plan where the priority is done in order, 
Um, and then also that people are getting held accountable. And I'll add one more piece is that oftentimes when you start holding folks accountable and having a plan in place, there's some folks out there that are great employees, but they don't have big voices. Right. But you find some hidden gems and maybe even some folks that might have been talking a lot of game, but then when it came to actually getting the things done, not getting it done. So it really begins to, again, understand who really are the key contributors, who really cares about the organization, who cares about the direction. Uh, so that to me is it's one of the, like going the deep, not why, but then also when you go deep, you begin to really understand the contributors to the organization. Yeah. Um, how much are younger people contrib- contributing to you from the standpoint of knowledge or uh, just different ways of operating? Uh, and then on the other flip on that, uh, how are you contributing to them? Because I see the big gap in their relationships. You know, I mean, they were sequestered for many years, you know, particularly the back end of the millennials and into the Z's, you know, it's been head down digital and all that kind of stuff. So their communication skills, I'm really concerned about sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think just hearing their experiences of what they've gone through and how, again, oftentimes, again, they've been on social media since they were baby. Right. You know, know, and, and so... And I think oftentimes generations get labeled, well, since you're born between here, you must be that. I'm like, oh, hold on. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want, I'm a Gen Xer. I don't associate with my group. I don't, I just, I'm just some guy born in 1969 in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so I think what they've certainly taught me is the, the tech side and how they can be more savvy and efficient that way. So, and I think just even understanding their, their life. So I, and then to answer your question is really how I can speak back into them based on their experiences. And certainly we, we've all been 20 years old at some point um, where there's different fears or thoughts or what am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? And then it's helping them to say, okay, where, what's your skill sets? Where's your passion? Where's your heart? Yeah. Um, that's versus a big everybody, yeah, everyone tells them, well, you should do this. Well, what do you want to do? What are you good at? Where's your, what would make you get out of bed every morning saying, thankfully I get to go do what I want to do. So it's yeah. a really, really neat relationship. And again, it's been a neat relationship to relate with folks. I've always loved working with young people, uh, people of any age, but really young folks. Um, it's a, they're sponges. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, well, a lot of them just, want, they want the guidance. They want some help. And, yeah. and also we're finding a lot of them need to have some passion around something. And so they're right. seeking. And, uh, you know, it gives a great opportunity for the church. You know, in church, as Billy Graham says, it's not the four walls of churches where the revival is going to be. It's going to be out in the marketplace. So, yep. you know, how does that manifest itself? And I just believe kingdom businesses have an excellent opportunity with this younger generation, you know, to really help them thrive uh, and and uh, be able to bring that, you know, and particularly that love, the communication, like you said, and in that type of thing to them. Um Speaking of young people, what words of wisdom would you give into your younger self? <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's it's taken me. I really found out later in life how much that investment in people matters. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, and I can be more sincere. I've I have a ton of ungiftings, but loving people, being sincere, um, wanting their best. I didn't know that that was actually could be a useful skill. Uh, maybe that sounds dumb. I don't know. Uh, but it's been just, I already, yeah, years ago, I just said really leaned into that. It only took me time, and I was really blessed with um, great leadership throughout my career, my corporate career. Um, and then just really that they did, they, they fostered that, that ability to actually love people and want to actually treat them well, which is my, which is my natural leaning. But so, again, for me, it's really the people first. Yep. But the results that come from it, 
um, it's, it's amazing both for them and for the company. Yeah. Um, it, uh, well said, well said. And it also, I, I think, and I've heard this a lot in, in a, you know, it's a conversation go around, but you know, leadership really matters. It mm-hmm. really matters yes. in a company and it really matters particularly for young people. I like you was blessed Gary early in my career to have great coaches and mentors. You know, came up alongside of me, tapped me on the back, how proud they were, but they also kicked me in the butt when I needed it, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, you know, and I see great leaders, but I see so few of them. Yeah. And maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but there is definitely a dearth of leadership in this country. Mm-hmm. And, and and when I say that, they, they're leaders and all that, but I mean, doing the right thing. You started right out with that, doing the right thing, you know, even if it costs you something but do the right thing. And is, is that something that you start to, you, you see incorporating in, in some, with some of your leaders or are they all good leaders? Uh, it depends. I do a lot of leadership development. And again, I don't, uh, I don't claim to be Winston Churchill. Right. So, you know, I don't claim to be that way great, but I think it's that, again, trying to find that middle leadership with them. So some might come into their, their good, very good leaders and sometimes they don't know it. That's, that's kind of the fun part. I, I can, I'll meet someone and I'll say, did you realize that you're really good at what you do? I love it. Um, and then someone just admittedly say, boy, I'm not really good at this. And we just, we work on it. So it really kind of runs the gamut. Um, and I think by, again, it just goes back to that trust and confidentiality that if I do identify a weakness with someone who could possibly maybe take something more personal, finding those, because, because now the trust has been built. If I can provide truth with love, it, it goes a long way, and, it, and it's, it's, it's like I said, it's fun watching them. Even some leaders may not, you know, be as uh, as interested in working with their employees or engaging with them. But I talk to them a lot about the meaning of doing it, and it's funny because at first it's almost like a fake it till you make it mentality of just just try it. And it's great to see leader with leaders who may not always engage with their people, yeah. with their employees, see this, see the the, the fruit. Because I, I've had leaders say to me, you know, I. Now I talk to my employees now, and I forgot I didn't know what. There's a new baking recipe. There's a new ski boat. You know, they're learning new things, and it's just fun because employees sharing their heart with their boss, and it's a it's a it's a yeah. bonding moment. But at the same time, so first and foremost, it's a people moment. But for the business, it's now the employee is gaining trust and in, uh, in their leadership. Yeah, and also gaining a purpose while they're working there. If they got a great leader, yep. you know, exactly. inspiring them. All right, buddy, we're going to wrap it up here because I've been waiting to get to this one. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. interesting, cool, and funny about you? <laughs> uh, is this the uh, like the, the thing people may not, may not know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, professional stand-up comedian. Um, didn't mean to get. I, I can elaborate if you like. Yeah, sure. We got a little um, bit of time. I, uh, yeah, just, I, I didn't mean to get into comedy. I just, people started razzing me saying to get into comedy. So I wrote a letter back in 1991 to Jay Leno. This is back when he actually wrote letters. It was in an email. I'm like, dear Jay, people say I should go into comedy. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my phone number. Thought nothing of it. Two months later, the phone rings to Jay Leno. And, uh, so anyway, long story short, he had just said, um, he said, he said, one, I respond to your letter because everyone sends me a letter and tells me they're funny. He said, you didn't tell me you're funny. So I was intrigued. But he said, I want you to go into comedy because laughter is, invol- is involuntary. And if you're not funny, they don't laugh. And it's very true. He said, you're going to know right away, better or worse, whether you're funny or not. And then number three, as he said, if you don't try it, you'll regret it the rest of your life. And so I went on stage in 1991. I was terrified. And I got down and the club owner said, I want to sign you for the year as my opening act. 
And wow. next thing you know, I was, yeah, next thing you know, I was opening act, and then I was performing in, in the Milwaukee area, and then next thing you know, I'm at this club, and this guy walks up, he says, I run the comedy store in La Jolla, California. I did come out, so I went out to there, Comedy Works, and Denver, Colorado. So, but it was quite of a lifestyle thing where yeah. I had grad, you know, I was raised Catholic, but then I eventually graduated to the college, to the College of Beer and Comedy, uh, and so the best lifestyle. So my wife, I went, my wife of 20, 23 years, uh, came along, power washed me, cleaned me up, and got me out of comedy clubs. Uh, <laughs> but I still write uh, and I still perform when I when I can. Okay, well, that's why I want to talk and get a conversation with you offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, folks, absolutely. this is what I enjoy. This has been uh, Gary, and thank you so much for uh, coming on. It's been a long while, and I just I'm so excited to reacquaint ourselves and get going again. And folks, uh, just get out there and check him out. Uh, it's the Loop Group. You can go out and check it out at www.loopgroup.com. LLC. Uh, and I'm sure Gary would love to talk to you and, and take any things that you have to have. So, hey, listen, check us out again. We're out here on uh, Google, uh, Apple, and Spotify. Check out faithmarketplace.com. And if you have a few spare pennies this summer, this is how this ministry goes and how we stay alive is with some donations. Okay. So if you uh, feel so inclined, we'd love for you to do that. We want this to grow. And the way we do that is uh, obviously we've got expenses to keep the show going. So uh, it's not horrendous, but you know, if you got some extra change out there, there's a donate button. So just let us, uh, let us have some of that change. All right, guys, we're going to be back here uh, in a couple of weeks in a new episode. So stay tuned.